What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Progress on Purpose podcast, where we believe in intentional, purposeful living. We are a community of people who seek to be intentional about how we think and behave towards an intended goal. Season one of the show, entitled The Winning Season, concluded with episode 15, two episodes ago, and I strongly encourage you to go back and listen to these episodes to get some hefty gems on how you can continuously walk in the greatest season of your life. If you are new to the show, welcome. I hope that you will subscribe and will continue to make progress on purpose with us. If you are a pop listener, welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast. I hope that you have already subscribed, rated, and shared this show with your friends and family. Listen, I said it in episode 16. The goal for 2020 is to have two, not two, 20,000 downloads and at least 1,000 ratings by the end of the year. And this is so doable, guys. All we have to do is work together to share the show. If you have not rated the show and you have been listening for a while, I don't know what you are waiting for. Also, if you have not connected on Instagram, joined our mailing list, like you, you got to get with, get with us. Give us that five-star rating so that we know that the show is impactful for you and please join our email list so that we can stay connected offline. Thank you so much in advance. We are in season two of the show. And this season is entitled The Journey to Wholeness. This season was actually birthed as a result of a conversation with my friend Lee Salter, who is coming back on for this second season. But in episode uh, three of the show, we talked about being intentionally fearless. And we realized that in order to be fearless, confident, and successfully crush goals, you have to be first mentally prepared and on a journey to become whole. Many of our listeners even shared that this was a topic that was worth revisiting. And so here it is, the journey to wholeness. Now, before I jump into the episode, there is something that I want to remind you of. And that is I have created a tool that I would like all of you to have. If you don't have it already or if you are new to the show, go ahead and download it. I've created my very own, I've created my very own daily intentions planner. This downloadable tool will help you set daily intentions and crush your goals. You can download it and print as many as you need to. It fits perfectly in a binder or a clipboard like I like to put it on and it can sit right on your desk. If you're like me, you have so much on your plate sometimes and it's easy to get lost just doing stuff. And before you realize it, you didn't do the stuff that you set out to do in the day. This tool is designed to be used first thing in the morning or within five minutes of starting your workday to set intentions, map out specific times that you will do each task, and then keep track of important events, reminders, and notes. It's the perfect marriage between a journal and a calendar. If you would like me to send you one, there are two ways that you can do it. One, you can go ahead and send me an email to progressonpurposepodcast at gmail.com with the subject planner, and I'll be happy to send you one for free. Or you can go on to Progress On Purpose Podcast page on Instagram. There is a link in the bio that allows you to click there and you can join our email list and I will send you a planner that way. 
Either way, you have two opportunities to get it. So please do not wait. Go ahead and uh, reach out to me so that I can send that planner to you. Thanks to BetterHelp.com for sponsoring this show. BetterHelp.com is an online therapy platform that connects you to a licensed therapist at a nominal cost of what you would pay at the office. I have visited offices and I've paid anywhere from $120 to $260 to see a therapist. You will not pay those kind of prices with BetterHelp.com. Visit BetterHelp.com POP to to get 10% off your first month of service. That's betterhelp.com slash P-O-P for 10% off your first month of service. All right, I want to jump right into today's topic. I know I do the pop-out segment. I'm going to forego that today because I don't want the episode to be too long. But as you see in the title, We are on the journey to wholeness, and I want to talk about being sick and tired. Have you ever been sick and tired? Now, I don't mean the average person sick and tired, but then they go on to, you know, continue tolerating nonsense and behaviors from others that they say they no longer want to deal with. That's not the kind of sick and tired that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the one that you are just done I mean, capital D-O-N-E. You are done with certain behaviors that are no longer acceptable and you detest the mere thought of them. At the end of 2019, I was done with a few things in my life and I refused to carry them over into 2020. Truth be told, they should not have been in 2019, but in true journey fashion, some things take time. Last year, I had an emotional high days and I had days where there were emotional lows that let me know that the things that I thought I was done with, I wasn't. There were moments of pure joy, being a new wife and mom, enjoying married life, going out on dates with my husband, enjoying mother-daughter activities with my bonus daughter, making memories as a family on trips, having family meetings where we talked about our future goals, having friends over for drinks and food, good food too. Countless girls' nights and game nights, reading new books, learning new skills, developing new ideas, and even working on some of the older ones. I went to wedding showers, baby showers. We visited new churches. I enjoyed cooking new meals. I had so many new experiences. The list could go on and on and on. 2019 was a good year in so many ways for me. And believe me, I counted every single blessing. Looking at my life vicariously through Facebook and Instagram, you would have thought that 2019 was the year of come up for me. I had a beautiful house, the kid, the dog, my dog, Ginger. My husband, a job that I enjoy, passionate hobbies, and at the end of the summer and beginning into fall, I even started this podcast as a result of the desire to help others live an intentional life that I had seen so many people do and that I was on the journey to do as well. While all of that was really nice and beautiful to experience, every day was not the prettiest. There were days when I simply didn't want to be present. I didn't want to be present for my husband. 
for my family, for my job, for my businesses. I just wanted to be left alone. Like, leave me alone. Don't, don't talk to me. Don't bother me. I want to be left alone. There were times when my anxiety was so bad that it would cause me to cry. I would get easily frustrated and annoyed. I felt many emotions that were opposite to the Instagram me or the Facebook me that which that showed you how I should feel. In the same year, I suffered from depression, feeling uninspired to create any longer. I felt that my business um, was at the point, at one point it was booming and I had no longer had the same desire to be creative and produce anything fresh. I felt lost and stuck in a career path that I'm decently paid in, yet I'm unsatisfied. I felt like I wanted to be left alone at times. I often rejected love from my husband and my bonus daughter. I went from accepting hugs and kisses to literally rejecting them, not wanting to even be touched. Now, it was no fault to my loved ones, but somewhere inside of me, I just didn't feel worthy enough or I didn't feel like I wanted to receive love. Was I good enough to be a wife, to even be a mom? Was I living up to the expectations, whether they be spoken or unspoken expectations, that were placed on me by my family members? Did I even have what it took to support the dreams that each member of my family possessed? Was I ready to no longer be Petty Betty? Could I be more family-oriented and less isolated? These were all questions that I had in mind. And another shift happened in the same year that I had yet to talk about. In 2019, it was the first year that I had been more social than I had ever been in a very long time. For the last few years of my life, I would have one or two friends that I would hang out with on the regular. And then we also had a group of friends that I hung out with along with my husband. This was a shift for me because I was settling into this new life while slowly shifting out of the single mindset when it came to friendships. I had to manage and divide my time between family and friends. And for me, that was really hard. There were days when I didn't want to speak to my husband on the phone as I drove home or drove to work. And I would rather spend time having girl talk with one of my friend, my female friends. Sometimes I would even get annoyed because my time seemed so divided. As crazy as that probably sounds, it was my truth. I had to come to a place where I was honest with my husband about how I felt and then create time for both him and my friends for my sanity. In the beginning, I'm not sure if he understood why things needed to be that way or why sometimes I would choose to continue a call with my friend over his conversation. But after a few heart to heart conversations with him, I think he finally got it. I don't know about anyone else, but I also go through seasons where I'm sick and tired of my job, like done, ready to walk out, never to return again. It, in you know, I work as a teacher and what I realize is it's not my students' behavior, even though sometimes it could be, you know, a little unpleasant. They're kids. Um, it wasn't my coworkers or the demands of the job all the time or even my 45-minute commute to work every day. 
although I'm sure my car would disagree. What it was was the burning desire to do something different, something I was more passionate about. I wanted so badly to be independent. For years, I used to explain that I felt like I lived in a cage. See, a cage, you can clearly see what's ahead of you. You can hear the sounds from the outside. You can feel the breeze as the wind blows. You can even smell the aroma of your surroundings. Yet, you can't go anywhere because your obligation says otherwise. You're locked into it. And I felt stuck in a career, even with the pedigree to move forward and upward, uh, I still battled whether or not I wanted to really move. Do you guys feel like that sometimes? Or is it just me? Sometimes I look at social media only to see people free to live their proverbial best life, operating in their passions and crafts, creating solutions and engineering designs that would change the world, handling and managing life's tasks with grace, and seemingly going through life struggleless. That only made me despise my job more. I felt like the time I spent working on an income that would support my lifestyle could have been spent working on a passion project of mine that would support my lifestyle and then some. I felt like I was too smart, too talented, too creative, too resourceful to just be doing one thing and something that over time was less and less Uh, fulfilling to me. Now, before anybody goes and calls my job, listen, I'm not saying that I hate it. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that it's not the end all be all for me. And I realized that the desire for change is ultimately feeding the desire to put feet to faith and do something to change it. So here's point number one. When you are really sick and tired of something, you will do something to change it. There is simply no sense in complaining about it. Like we can complain and complain about things, but we all know when we are really sick and tired of something, complaining really doesn't work. When you're tired, you're going to do something to change it. And that could simply be writing a list of the passions, talents, or skills that you want to explore more of. It could be writing a list of goals that you want to accomplish within the next three months. Lisa Nichols says, I believe she says it in uh, Abundance Now. She says, do something different to enhance your business every 90 days. If you don't have her book by now, because I've been talking about her all this time, go ahead and grab it. Um, But yeah, do something different to enhance your business every 90 days. I know people, myself included, that would say they want to change something, but three quarters out of the year will go by and they still haven't, or I still haven't done anything to change it. And what that is, is it's not intentional living. It's just us being unintentional about what we're doing. And in the process, we are unintentionally failing to live our best life. Hey, intentional people, I had to interrupt the show to tell you a little bit more about BetterHelp.com. As go-getters and goal-getters, sometimes we get stuck, hindered, or find ourselves needing help in one area or another. And I know personally, I've lived for many years hindered by the opinions of others, which led to many insecurities and setbacks. It took more than prayer 
to get me out of the funk that I was in. What helped so much was talking to a licensed therapist who helped me get to the root of my issues so that I could build myself back up to see myself as God sees me. I began seeing a therapist on a consistent basis and that helps so much. This is why I'm excited to tell you about BetterHelp.com. It is a secure online professional counseling service that is available for clients worldwide. Let me give you four reasons that I absolutely love this service. The first is that you can log on to your account at any time and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp.com is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. And fourth, it is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Visit their website if you want to read testimonials that they post every single day, but I can tell you it will change your life. Progress on Purpose podcast listeners get a special discount of 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash P-O-P. You want to use that code in order to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash P-O-P. Let's get back to the show. Point number two, when you are sick and tired, Find some way to exchange those emotions. Sick and tired are two emotional terms. We use them every day in everyday language to describe when we have had it with something, no longer want to deal with it again and have digested all that we can with it. Yet I'm sure we can find a way to look at the glass as half full instead of half empty before totally getting to the place where we're fed up. Instead of being sick and tired on my job, one of the things that I implemented on this school year is that I take breaks outside of the building. On my lunch period, I leave and go visit my parents who live five minutes away. There I get to recharge, rest, play with my niece and nephew, see my siblings sometimes, spend good time with my parents. Sometimes I even go to the store, grab quick items that I may need. And so by the time I come back to work, I'm somewhat recharged and ready to press on. I also do my best to bring joy into every lesson by sharing pieces of my life with my students and allowing them to share stories in class. Point number three is that sick and tired can easily be a sign that change is needed. If you're sick and tired, perhaps there is something you can do to actually change the situation. Is there a conversation that needs to take place with the person that's aggravating you the most? That change could be also a mindset shift where it's necessary to shift your mindset before you lose it. Are you sick and tired of the person or behavior or set of behaviors the person exhibits? Are you sick and tired of the situation or how the situation leads to chaos in other areas of your life? And think about this. If you manage the situation differently, could there be hope for it? So often we let our emotions and fears get the best of us before fully accessing the situation to see if something could be done differently. I had to realize that the life that I want I have to create through prayer, intentions, 
actions and decisions, smart investments and wise choices. And I had to realize that there are no shortcuts, guys. There are no shortcuts. We are all on this journey and there are no shortcuts. What we desire will be what we desire until we decide to work on them on a daily basis. And in the midst of putting in the work, there's going to be headaches, annoyance, frustration, grievances, and many, many reasons to give up. But if we're sick and tired, but not willing to change, then what we are saying is that we're okay being sick and tired. And I simply refuse When it came to how I felt emotionally about receiving love, I came to a point within myself where I simply refused to fight true love any longer. I didn't want to go into 2020 battling that. I spent some time in prayer uh, on the altar, like asking God to, to, to help me in that area because I, for whatever reason, reason I was rejecting it. So what I've been doing more intentionally is I've been genuinely embracing love, more hugs, more kisses, more smiles. For years, I desired that very type of love from my husband and my, and, and, and I got a bonus because when my husband came into my life, my husband didn't come alone. He came with a a child. And so the love that they both showed me was the love that I had desired for so long. Yet when they arrived, I fought it and I refused to do that any longer. I refused to allow myself to continue down that dark path that I was on. And every single day, y'all, every single day, I am working on myself to change it in a genuine way. The truth is I love hard too. And I show my love through giving or through hard work and different things like that. And I had to realize that those were my love languages and they are different from the love language of those people around me. When I was rejecting their actions, I was rejecting their love. How often do we do that? Reject people's love or reject the actions of other people simply because it may be foreign to us or different from us. And then we get aggravated with that and then we get sick and tired with that. But if we just change our mindset around it and start to see things differently, we may realize that the people or the situation may be there to help us. When I did accept love in the past while I was rejecting it, I only would accept it on my own terms. And to me, that was a form of manipulation. It wasn't fair for them to uh, or to them to not allow them to show how they felt about me. So I was I was letting them love me only when I wanted to receive it. And that's not fair. I just got on this mic and told all my business, but I hope that it helped someone today. And if so, please do me a favor and share this episode with someone. You may know someone who says all the time that they are sick and tired of something, or perhaps they have expressed that they're about to give up on something that they were once passionate about. If that thing can still serve them in a positive way, it helps to have this message to remind them that with a changed mindset, attitude, and change of emotions, things can get better. So go ahead and hit that share button and share this message with someone else. Today's show was too good to keep to yourself. Let's grow together. I love you guys. I admonish you to keep making progress on purpose through intentional, purposeful living. See you next week.